0: Welcome to the sermon podcast of Midway Christian Church. We're a Disciples of Christ congregation located in Midway, Kentucky. You're always welcome to join us in person or follow us on Facebook or YouTube. It is so good to be with you all. Um, I realize that it has been four years, almost exactly, since the last time that I was here to guest preach for you all the pandemic of course changed time and it doesn't feel like it has been that long at all and it feels like when i come i am just with family with old friends and uh beautiful people and beautiful music and songs so thank you all for creating that lovely feeling um and uh, you know i just hope i get to come back in before the next four years again (laughs) Uh, Life has changed a lot. In the meantime, I did um, meet a guy and get married, and now we have a one-year-old. He just turned one at the end of June, so uh, that has changed life a lot, and uh, life has just been so good, and I hope that it has been for you all as well uh, in in the midst of difficult times in our world and country uh, with the pandemic, so good to be back. This morning, um, I am sharing with you some words on the seeds of abundance, and the book of James and Luke are going to seed our sermon, if you will, and be a foundation. So, to get started, we are in the book of James, chapter 3, verses 13 to start. Who is wise and understanding among you? Show by your good life that your works are done with gentleness, born of wisdom, But if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be boastful and false to the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, devilish. For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there will also be disorder and wickedness of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace for those who make peace. Those conflicts and disputes among you, where did they come from? Do they not come from your cravings that are at war within you? You want something and do not have it, so you commit murder. And you covet something and cannot obtain it, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly in order to spend what you get on your pleasures. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And then from the Gospel of Luke, and we are in chapter 11, verse 9 through 13. This one may sound a little more familiar. So I say to you, ask and it will be given. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? God, we are blessed to gather here with your people and with your spirit. We ask that your spirit fill us so that your message fills our hearts, whatever you have for each of us here today in this community. In your son's name, amen. I want to start off today with a poem, and if I had prepared ahead of time, I would have been able to give it to your tech team, who would have been able to put it on your screens for you, but I missed that opportunity, so we'll try to um, get it in our heads enough. This one is by James Weldon Johnson. You might recognize him as the author of the Black National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing, which is in our hymnals as well. Johnson was an African-American man who lived from 1871 to 1938. And his legacy, of course, includes that powerful anthem, dozens and dozens of poems and songs, and then the progress that he achieved for civil rights, among many other things. I first discovered his poetry when my aunt gave me a collection of it for my 16th birthday and it's been a favorite of mine ever since. So this one is titled, Prayer at Sunrise. It says, O mighty, powerful, dark, dispelling sun, now thou thou art risen, and thy day begun. How shrink the shrouding mists from thy face, as up thou spring'st to thy diurnal race. How darkness chases darkness to the west, as shades of light on light rise radiant from thy crest. For thee, great source of strength, emblem of might, in hours of darkest gloom there is no night. Thou shinest on though clouds hide thee from sight, and through each break thou sendest down thy light. O greater maker of this thy great sun, give me the strength this one day's race to run. Fill me with light. Fill me with sun-like strength. Fill me with joy to, gro- to rob the day its length. Light from within. Light that will outward shine. Strength to make strong some weaker heart than mine. Joy to make glad each soul that feels its touch. Great Father of the Sun, I ask this much beautiful, right? There are so many things that I love about this poem, but I especially love the reminders that it gives me. It reminds me that I can return to God for strength for the day, and that whatever else is going on, my purpose for the day can be what Johnson asks, to shine God's light outward, to use the strength that God gives to enhearten someone else, and to let God's joy spill out of me so that it makes glad each soul that feels its touch. And I bring this poem to you today because it has something to teach us about today's theme, the seeds of abundance. I've been learning something about abundance recently, but not only about abundance. I've been learning how it nuances itself. I've been learning about the nuance of abundance that I think we forget about, and that is sufficiency. Sufficiency. Our scripture readings today talk about having what we need if we ask. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and the door will be opened. Jesus tells us in the Gospel of Luke, you have access to everything that you need. Scripture is talking about God's abundance. But Scripture is also full of something else. It describes God giving humans what they need. There's a slight difference there. That's why it's a nuance. God is the power and spirit and energy of everything, right? Everything and anything is in God. But for humans, there is enough of what we need. We don't need everything and anything. But in God, we have access to what we need. We only need enough, we only need what is sufficient. God gave the Israelites in the desert manna, and it was sufficient for the day's needs. Hoarded longer than that, and it rotted. But the next day came that day's portion of what they needed. God has abundance. Humans have enough. Humans have sufficiency. Give me the strength, this one day's race to run, in Johnson's words. It's tricky, right? Because we always have that feeling of wanting abundance. And abundance feels so good to have an overflowing of the bounty of our earth. Because then it seems like if we have this overflowing, then we will always know that we have enough. We will never have to go hungry. But as I'm sure you all know, sometimes too much of something can be a bad thing. All of that wonderful overflowing of goodness can become a burden rather than a joy. And you might be able to guess that usually happens, that burdening happens when we try to keep abundance to ourselves. Overflowing food that one person cannot use has to be either preserved for the future or given away. Or it rots, and then you get to give it to the compost. It does more good. But like all of those uh, tomatoes in your garden that you might be trying to figure out how to give them away quickly enough before they rot, sometimes it feels like too much is a burden more than a good thing. Overflowing wealth can become destructive to a person's life if it is not used wisely. Overflowing things stack up and seem to suffocate that limited space in our rooms and our hallways and our garages and our sheds, and then those storage spaces that keep popping up over our uh, communities. Abundance is not meant to be stockpiled. When we keep it to ourselves, abundance is no longer this joyous blessing, but a destructive burden. So when we talk about God's abundance, we have to keep in mind that abundance isn't just the wealth of something and having it, but it's wealth that is a blessing through its overflowing to others. That's one of the things I love about Johnson's poem. He asks for himself, strength this one day's race to run. But in the asking, he recognizes the good that can be had if he lets God's light God's strength, God's joy flow out to the world around him. Strength to make strong some weaker heart than mine. Joy to make glad each soul that feels its touch. Great Father of the Son, I ask this much. We seek God's light, but not for ourselves only, but for our community. We seek sufficiency. For ourselves and abundance for the world." God tells us that we have what we need. Ask and it shall be given. Another thing that uh, I appreciate about our scripture today is a little bit more of this nuancing. James's text especially seems to nuance Jesus's words because how many of you have read this scripture, sung our beautiful song this morning, Seek Ye First, and feel like it's not as simple as all that. I've asked God plenty for things and have not received. We have this sense that we must be missing something. Sometimes we put it on ourselves and think that I must not be good enough to receive what God wants to give. I must not be asking, right? God doesn't want to give me what I need. But there's more to it than that. People have explained unanswered prayers by saying God answers every prayer. Just sometimes that answer is no. Sometimes when we have prayed for something and realize later the destruction that might have happened if we had actually received what we had asked for, we thank God, oh my gosh, thank you so much for not giving me that. Sometimes we have to ask, what does this mean? And realize maybe that God might answer the spirit of the prayer eventually in God's time. And maybe that's part of it. But James's approach says something different. James is writing to an apparently very dysfunctional community. Uh, Did you catch that? Sometimes uh, you want something and you do not have it, so you commit murder. Yes, that's the go-to when you have something and you don't want it. He goes on, you covet something and cannot obtain it, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. You don't have, he says, because you do not ask. And then you ask and don't receive because you ask wrongly in order to spend what you get on your pleasures. This community has apparently been torn apart by their competition with each other. Bitter envy and selfish ambition, James says. He's writing to people only concerned about themselves to meet their own desires and needs. And they are even willing to kill to get what they want. I don't really know Midway Christian all that well, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure that you are a little bit better position than these folks that James is writing to. We still have something to learn, though, because there are certainly things that are just ingrained in humanity. We all share these things in common with the community in James. James asks, those conflicts and disputes among you, where do they come from? Do they not come from your cravings that are at war within you? Those cravings that are at war within you. That part you might be able to relate to. I certainly can. The things that I want are not always compatible. And we have to choose between two things or more. Especially with our resources, it seems, of time and money. One of the biggest frustrations of this is that these competing desires can make us feel like we don't have enough, not enough time to do all the things we want to do, not enough control to make ourselves do the things that we think we should do, not enough knowledge to make the right decision, not enough money to have everything that it feels like we need, not enough. When these things are at war within us, telling us that we are impoverished with not having enough, we lose sight of God's abundance and the sufficiency that really does bless our lives. I wonder if we feel that we don't have enough because we spend so much time looking at what we have individually, rather than what we have in community. James's answer is to sow seeds for relationship, rather than for one's own gain. Where there is envy and selfish ambition, he says, there will also be disorder and wickedness of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first pure then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy. The abundance of fullness of good fruits comes from things like the willingness to yield, to submit to one another and to God. The seeds of abundance, then, the seeds of sufficiency for us humans, are seeds of relationship. There is enough. We have enough. We are enough. But only when we are asking, seeking, knocking in the spirit of communal good and relationship. There are things that we can do to prioritize this kind of spirit of relationship. Sharing the overflow of wealth that we have is a big one, whether that's wealth of time, money, skill, food. But there are more personal things, too. Forgiveness is a seed of abundance, of sufficiency, of relationship. So is prayer for others— I wonder what else? What are practices and attitudes that help keep you in good relationship with others? I'll invite you to reflect on that in your own time. The fruits of the spirit are probably a good guide for this, ones that we can keep turning back to kindness, gentleness, self-control, etc., What are practices and attitudes that help keep you in good relationship with others? There are other seeds of abundance that are not included in those lists that many of you know well. Things like activism for justice, working with others to change policies that were created out of greed, that were created out of fearful isolation and fear of not having enough. There are seeds of abundance like finding the things that bring you joy. Things and people, I'd say. Things that bring you light, that bring you strength, that nurture those things. Let let that joy that comes from those things and people Flowing out to others. If we are concerned about our world, which I think there is plenty of reason to be. If we're concerned about climate change, about materialism, about too much stuff, about violence in our world, about greed, we must begin in relationship In order to address those things. If we are asking but not receiving, perhaps we can ask ourselves, is this request something that will put me in good relationship with others? And if not, then maybe we need to re examine our prayer. We can also ask, is this request something that a relationship might be able to answer? Say, I want a better world. God, I wish you would give us uh, better policies, a better ability to help people. I wish that people did not have to starve in our world. And perhaps in that prayer, we can ask, could a relationship address this need? Yes, absolutely. And perhaps then that is God's preferred method of providing me with what I need. Those two questions may not get down to the answer of every single prayer that you pray, every single need, but I'd guess that even if not, that sharing your worry with a friend or family member or using your community to bring you joy and strength would help whatever the situation is. And that, surely, is a life of abundance. Consider again The Prayer at Sunrise by James Walden Johnson. O greater maker of this thy great sun, give me the strength this one day's race to run. Fill me with light, fill me with sun-like strength, fill me with joy to rob the day its length. Light from within, light that will outward shine, strength to make strong some weaker heart than mine. Joy to make glad each soul that feels its touch. Great Father of the Son, I ask this much. That is my prayer for us all today. Let us go and fill this world with joy. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this sermon podcast of the Midway Christian Church. If you'd like to learn more about our congregation, please go to our website at midwaychristian.org.